Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to our book reading for today entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 52 and we're speaking about argument and quibbling. Although the Quraysh considered Muhammad to be a truthful man, they had difficulty accepting him as a prophet and messenger of Allah. They believed that a mere man could not be entrusted with such a lofty office. When Muhammad, peace be upon him, proclaimed his prophethood and messengership, the Quraysh responded by saying, as narrated in Surah 25 verse 7, what kind of messenger is that that eats food and walks through the markets? Allah describes the confusion of the Quraysh in the next verse. In Surah 50 verse 2, Allah says, They marvel that a warner has arisen from among them. The Quraysh also rejected the idea that mortals could be inspired by Allah. Allah contradicted this assumption in the following verse. Ask them, who then revealed the book that Musa brought? a source of light and guidance for mankind. Chapter 6, verse 91 Numerous parallels are mentioned in the Qur'an in which a nation refused to follow a prophet because he was of flesh and blood. Allah says, You are no more than a man like us. Chapter 14, verses 10 The Qur'an depicts the prophets as replying to their detractors. Allah says, True, we are men like you, but Allah gives his blessings to whomever he pleases. Surah 14 verse 11 All of Allah's prophets and messengers then were mere mortals, and Muhammad, peace be upon him, was no exception. Allah did not send angels as messengers because mortals would not be able to follow in the footsteps of a supernatural being. The role of Allah's messengers was not only to communicate Allah's message to mankind, but also to show mortals how to apply this divine message in an earthly, human setting. Who could perform such a task better than a mortal messenger could? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent angels as messengers, the polytheists would have been justified in asking, how can we imitate supernatural beings? This divine wisdom is expressed in the following verses as well. And had we sent him an angel, we would have given him the form of a man. This would have confused them even more. Chapter 6 verse 9 Now, since the polytheists admitted that Ibrahim, Ismail and Musa were all prophets as well as men, they could no longer challenge Muhammad's prophethood, arguing that he was human. Therefore, they then ridiculed the idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would appoint a once destitute orphan as his prophet. Why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pass over more dignified men of the Quraysh or Thaqif tribes? Allah says in the Quran, Why was not this Quran revealed to someone of great importance from either Makkah or Taif? Surah 43 verse 31 Allah's reply to their question was succinct. Will they determine how to distribute the mercy of your Lord? Chapter 43, verse 32 The Qur'an, prophethood, inspiration, all are part of Allah's mercy and He alone decides how it should be distributed. Allah says in the Qur'an, Allah knows best who should receive His message. Chapter 6, verses 124 
Unable to question Allah's right to bless whomever he wished with prophethood, the polytheists now developed a different argument to discredit Muhammad, peace be upon him. Kings, they pointed out, are surrounded by splendor and vast wealth, and only the most honorable dignitaries are allowed in their presence. Such kings are aided by the wisest advisers and have hundreds of servants, bodyguards, and wives. How was it, they asked, that Muhammad, peace be upon him, the emissary of Allah, was forced to wander about in the marketplace in order to earn his bread? Allah says in the Quran, they say, why doesn't an angel descend from the heavens to accompany him while he admonishes us? Or, why hasn't a great treasure been bestowed upon him or a garden that he can eat from? The unjust among them say, you follow none but a man who is possessed. Chapter 26, verse 7 and 8. The polytheists argued that Muhammad, peace be upon him, if he were indeed a prophet sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, should resemble a royal dignitary. Where were his palaces, his wealth, his royal entourage? He did not even have the companionship of a single angel to help him with his preaching. The prophet, peace be upon him, however, saw this mission in quite different terms. He was sent to deliver Allah's message to all people, rich and poor, strong and weak, free and enslaved. If he put on the airs of a king, he would not be able to reach the majority of his audience. The objectives of his mission required him to live as an ordinary human being, to show people that Islam was compatible with everyday life and that it was not merely a tool to entertain kings, theologians and philosophers. The Qur'an refuted the expectations of the polytheists by using one word to describe his status, that Muhammad was a messenger. And that brings us to the conclusion of our reading for today. We're reading from the book entitled, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The book is compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.